0: Welcome to By Remembering We Heal, a series of podcasts where we share spiritual reflections about our journeys. I'm your host, Dezina, and together we'll be exploring topics that lights up the inner knowing in our hearts and souls of our interconnected nature. By remembering who we are, we may begin to heal. Hi there, Des here, and welcome to my very first official episode of my podcast, By Remembering We Heal. I'm so excited to finally be putting this out into the world, as I've been imagining it for at least a year now. I like to say, all in divine, perfect timing. So this very first episode is called Cells Remember Birth, an interview with my mom, and I'm honored to have her as my very first guest, as she recounts her experience of delivering me into the world. If you'd like more information on what this podcast series is all about, Check out the introductory episode where I speak a little bit more about myself and the story behind why I chose the name of the podcast. So let's get started. Hi, this is Desiree and I'm here with my mom to do an interview on my or her birth story of my birth. (laughs) And this exercise is part of my doula training that I'm taking right now with the Indie Birth Association. And it's a really cool exercise or activity that you can do with your mom to share that experience with her and just kind of have an idea of what her experience is as we, ourselves, cells, as the name of this exercise is, our cells remember birth. And so we might not remember consciously, But subconsciously, it's in there somewhere. And so it could be a great exercise for healing and for reflecting as you're either preparing to conceive or pregnant yourself and a newly mom. So the exercise is really just a bunch of questions. I'm kind of doing an interview style where my mom here is going to reflect back her experience. So I'm now 24 years old, which means this was 24 years ago. But still, she seems to have quite a good understanding and remembrance of the experience. So we're just going to go over that together and see what happens. I have a list of questions here to guide me, but I'm sure more will pop up as we go along. So I'm going to get a little closer to you, actually. So hi, Mom. Hi. (laughs) All right. So thank you for doing this with me. Um, I mean, we've always had a pretty close relationship, so... It was kind of an easy, yeah, it was an easy topic to bring up and I'm excited to do this. So we're going to start with question number one, um, number of pregnancies that I was. So I was your first, I'm your first child, but number of pregnancy wise, was I
1: the first? First ever in eight years of trying to conceive.
0: Yeah. So you went through, I mean, I think that we should even touch a little bit on that. If you're comfortable. Sure. So, eight years of trying to conceive and like kind of the process of, like, how long did you try before you decided, okay, let me go ahead with IVF and all that?
1: Uh, It was about two or three years before I even decided to go to the doctor route. Okay. And uh,
0: how many years of IVF? Or well, did it even start there?
1: No. It started with going to see the doctor. And once you go see the doctor, of course, they say that you have to be trying for a certain amount of time before they even
0: Do interfere tests. okay, in any way. But you had already been trying for two, three years, so yeah, yeah. it was
1: okay to like start testing for stuff? Yep. Uh, they did... Uh, um, I think you put me on some kind of a pill and then he tried the artificial insemination route like just I don't remember how that all went but anyway he tried some kind of in his office
0: basically like grabbing the sperm and then implanting it in you
1: yeah, I think he did that, but I don't have a really good recollection of that.
0: Okay, well, that's okay. I'm sure there was a lot of things that was that you tried.
1: Yeah, I did try a lot of things, and then we did the um, thermometer method for a couple of years. So tracking when you ovulate? Tracking when I ovulate, seeing when the temperature goes up, uh, when it plummets and then goes back mm-hmm. up, and then, you know, you ovulate, so... You have to have sex on that day. So, yeah. you know, after a while of doing that, it's like not too much fun anymore. It becomes robotic. Yeah. It's it's robotic.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah,
1: from uh, pretty early on because it's not natural, right?
0: Right. It's not spontaneous for sure.
1: Not at all. Anyway, we did that. And then I think it must have been three years in the process that I ended up going... To. for IVF. Oh, it must have been longer than that because a year after IVF is when I ended up getting pregnant naturally. So okay. what happens, I went through IVF twice. So yeah, that, that timeline m- might make sense because I mean two or three years of trying before going to see the doctor. Yeah. And then three years after seeing the doctor and then going through IVF the first time, and that was traumatic.
0: So first of all, just to cut you off there quickly, I mean not to cut you off there quickly, for those who don't know, IVF is in In vitro vitro fertilization, fertilization, Yes, (laughs) and it's a complex series of procedures used to help with fertility or prevent genetic problems and assist with conception of a child. So that process was really like, it was injections and stuff like that.
1: Okay. That, the way that works is, uh, they, you go through, uh, a process of, um, get injecting yourself with hormones to, to produce more eggs. Okay. And then after, I think it's a month of doing these injections you go to see the doctor, and in my case, it's like a nine-hour drive. So I had right. to st- I had to move to Ottawa, quit my job, like close oh, my wow. close my shop. You were a hairdresser at the time; she yeah. had her own shop. So I yeah. had to go to Ottawa and live there at somebody's house that I didn't really know.
0: Oh, that's also stressful.
1: Very, uh, and then. When the time is right, when you're when you ovulate, they bring you into the operating room, whatever you want to call it, they lightly sedate you with it, which in my case I have low blood pressure and I'm very sensitive to medication, so I plummeted and they panicked and oh my. they kinda of had to re revive me for a second there. Oh my so yeah. <laughs> I mean so, I'm not laughing
0: because it's funny, but I'm yeah, laughing because like wow.
1: I told them before they gave me the medication, don't give me lots because I'm very, very sensitive. But
0: clearly they didn't listen.
1: No, they didn't think I knew what I was talking
0: about, but that's okay. So that just goes to show that they don't really trust the patient or take the patient's word for knowing their own bodies better than
1: Yeah. So anyway, <clears throat> uh, I came back too, they did the procedure, they extracted they kind of poke you with a needle mm-hmm. into your uterus and cervix or uterus? Cervix. Like is it through
0: the stomach or is it in inside? Cervix. Cervix, okay, yeah.
1: And then they uh extract the eggs. Okay. And like a uh, just before they do that, your husband has to go into a room and oh masturbate. To extract some sperm. Extract some sperm. And then they introduce the sperm with the eggs. And they hope that it kind of does its thing, which it didn't for me. I had, I think, three eggs the first time. And then the second time, I don't remember how many. But the first time, the very, very first time that I had it done was very stressful
0: well, no kidding. So
1: much so is it's because there were complications with. Uh, I guess my hormones weren't acting the way they were supposed to, or they weren't sure whether it, I was going to have eggs. I don't remember exactly, but I had to wait in the in the office, the doctor's office, for them to tell me whether, like they they take an do ultrasound, okay, an internal vaginal ultrasound to see, I guess if if you have eggs okay. in there. And then you have to wait to see if they're going to actually do the procedure or not.
0: Oh, my gosh. So, so you tra- the travel, staying at someone's house you don't know, yeah. then checking in to see if you can even go through with it. Then the the injection of, of the sedative, like, almost killed you and then extracted. Well, extract- no, it didn't I mean- <laughs> really kill me. But, but I mean, still... So to just to reiterate quickly, during IVF, mature eggs are collected, retrieved from ovaries, and fertilized by sperm in a lab. So basically, that's what you explained there. And yes, so you you did three different rounds of that.
1: Uh, like two, two different times. Yes. Okay. So the first time, I'm I'm <clears throat> walking in the hallway. I'm very stressed to the max, to the point where when they tell me that yes, it's a go, We're gonna, you're going to be able to have the procedure done. I was so stressed, I almost passed out in the hallway.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: Like, it was such a relief that they're actually going to do this thing. Right. That I didn't waste all this time, time and, and effort. money and effort. And...
0: I wanted to touch on the money.
1: Well, f- fortunately for us, at that time, uh, the, go- uh, the government or the health system was paying for the procedure, didn't didn't take it, well, the fact that I had to close my shop, and mm-hmm. I had to travel, and I had to stay at somebody's house, th- a lot of expenses incurred with that. Mm-hmm. If I would have lived in Ottawa, it wouldn't have been a big deal, but since I don't live there, then it was a bit of a bigger deal.
0: So they covered a certain amount of... They
1: I didn't have to pay for any of the medical part of
0: it okay so you just have to pay for the accommodate like accommodating yourself to get there and all that yeah okay that's pretty good and for those who are not who are listening who are not aware we are we do live in Canada so this might be different for different places in the world yeah so um and Ottawa is the capital as well all right so two rounds of that then you decided to stop doing the IVF
1: okay well there's another part of it that you have to realize okay We only had one vehicle, so when they say go, then Luke has to now travel by train for, I think it takes 12 hours to get to Ottawa by train. Oh, wow. So he has to travel by train, get to Ottawa for a specific time of the day to be there to
0: To give the sample.
1: Yeah. So by the time he gets there, he's also stressed and tired. and.
0: I'm sure this contributes also to the eff- efficiency
1: yeah.
0: of the whole thing. Yeah. Um, okay, I didn't realize. So you were really staying in Ottawa for how long? I didn't realize you were by yourself.
1: Yes, for over a month.
0: Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: So then when it doesn't... Uh, when it's all said and done when the procedures done you come home and then you have to wait to see wait to see if it if it took or if it didn't take and then it didn't take the first time so i had to go back and i think the second time they had five eggs okay do the second round and it also didn't work and then after that, they changed the laws, and the health system was no longer paying for it. Mm. So we never tried again. But what happened is, I think, that's my take on it, I never had a regular period before. Like when I was young, I didn't start my period until I was like 18 years old. Okay. I had a first period at 16, but I didn't have another one till I was like 17 and then
0: wow, okay. So Very I could irregular. go
1: I could go f- for a month to a year. 6 months to a year without having a period. Okay. So but as time went on, I had it it became more regular. Less than 6 months there, but still. And then after IVF I became a 34-day cycle regular person. Hmm. So the the fact that I went through all of these hormones, I think might have triggered or helped, your helped cycle. my cycle become mm. regular. Or maybe it's the seven-year thing that they say your body re- Generates every seven years. Yeah, readjusts every seven years. I don't know, oh, but one year after going through IVF is when I got pregnant for you.
0: Wow. By myself. Wow. Naturally. Miracle. I'm a miracle baby. Yes. <laughs> no, so. I think that that's really important um, of a thing to mention before we even dive into the pregnancy. Because from my already understanding of the, your pregnancy experience with me, it was very, it was very chill. It was very good and, and calm most of the time from what I know so far. So to, to note beforehand, like of almost eight years of stress of trying to get pregnant and not being able to conceive. And of course the, on the trauma that you're mentioning with the IVF, I feel like still has an impact on, on, I don't know, maybe myself, like maybe the way that we were, con- I was conceived. I don't know. It's just my thought, but I think it's important because you went through a lot of stress, right?
1: Before, yeah. Before getting pregnant. Yeah, before getting pregnant.
0: Okay, so as the first pregnancy, <laughs> okay, so a number of pregnancy we covered that. Plan conception, I mean, you were trying to plan for eight years, but technically, was it a surprise? Well, were you still
1: everybody tells you to relax, stop thinking about it. So after the, the two attempts of IVF, I would tell people that we were done with it and, because I didn't want to have that it was very uh, it was very negative for me to be told to relax and, mm. and you know you're too stressed and I'm thinking to myself uh, if that was the case I know a lot of women in this town that are totally stressed out that would never have had any kids
0: Yeah. so okay.
1: for me it was a bit of a condescending Annoying. comment yeah. to tell me that but so I wouldn't tell people anymore that deep down in my heart I knew I was going to get pregnant.
0: Right. I
1: would just say, nah, we're, we're done with it, and I'm just never going to gonna have, have kids. Just to not have the conversation, yeah. Yes. so.
0: That's amazing. So, I mean, in a sense, like, amazing for you to just be like, yeah. you put that boundary up for yourself. Yep. Yeah. Um, feelings, reactions, thoughts when you found out that you were pregnant? Well... I mean that. I mean, kind of goes I mean without that, saying. <laughs> yeah,
1: probably goes without saying that I was very happy, and yeah. we were totally excited, and yes, it was.
0: And dad too.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: All right. Um, this one's interesting. M- main themes of your pregnancy. So, by themes, it could be like. Hmm.
1: Main themes is total enjoyment. Yeah. My the whole. I enjoyed every minute of being pregnant and I I really didn't change any my lifestyle at all. I I was very conscious of being healthy and prior to being pregnant, yeah. And, you know, eating well and but to say that I stopped I still worked till pretty much till the end and I still So you reopened your shop
0: after the IVF, right? Oh, yeah.
1: Every time I'd come back. Like, the shop we would be down for a month or two. Right. And then I'd I'd open up. Thank God I had the privilege or the...
0: Yeah, the opportunity. Yeah,
1: I could because I was self-employed. Had I been working for somebody else, it might have been a different story.
0: Mm, Yeah. So you really did enjoy the pregnancy, um... What were some, like, did you have any of the, like, nausea, you know, the typical, like, I mean, side effects, symptoms
1: of pregnancy? Yeah, at the beginning, I had a little bit of nausea and a little bit of vomiting, but nothing...
0: Extensive. Nothing
1: extensive and nothing to the point where... uh, I guess I had been waiting for you so long that, I mean, you can... Put up with a little bit of nausea and vomiting. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't some women are really it's a it's really bad and it interferes with their lives and mm. I was tired at the beginning. I'd take a lot more naps and but uh and sometimes you know I'm in the shop doing a client's hair and at the beginning and whoop, I gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. 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 Okay. Um. <clears throat>
0: Were there any health issues in pregnancy or emotional issues in
1: pregnancy? Health? No. Emotional? Nope. Okay.
0: What were the major stresses in your life, like, at the time that you were pregnant? Were there any, like, things that were going on that would
1: be considered stressful? Uh... Just, uh, our, your dad and I's relationship because of his, uh, his anxiety? his anxiety, his, yeah, that would probably be, okay. Um,
0: any major life events and joys while pregnant with you, with me, I mean, yeah, I mean, of course there's joys. Like, was there any, like, milestones or, like, life events that were just, like, a big thing at the time, I guess?
1: I don't... No, not that, that I Just normal not stuff. Not that I recall, no.
0: Did you experience any, and if so, what were the fears that you had while pregnant? Did you have any fears?
1: No fears. Did you I any- I was very, um... I like to get to get educated, so I read a lot of books. And I really did my homework to find out what this was all about. And I tried my best to do what I could to have as natural of a birthing experience as I possibly could at that time.
0: Mm. Did you have any fears of losing me just because you had had like, such a hard time conceiving me?
1: Well, there was a point where I started sp- spotting at early on and that was a little bit of a concern but you know what deep down I kind of
0: your intuition yeah
1: I just knew that everything was going to be fine and that's awesome yeah
0: did you feel that you were supported when pregnant like by others was there anybody in specific that you know you felt like you were really supported did you have like a team around you or is it just one two people or not really Uh, (laughs) by that reaction no uh um,
1: i don't don't, there was no not really such a thing i don't think at that time support while you're pregnant
0: i don't know like people checking up on you making you food um no uh, i don't know no how is dad with the with the whole thing is he supportive of like if you need extra sleep or i don't know
1: oh yeah totally okay totally supportive
0: So did you have any, I know that you said that you're very educated. I know you read a bunch of books and, like, you did so much homework about the actual birthing process. But was there any kind of fears around birth or, like, even about, like, you wanted the natural birth? Was there fears around not being able to achieve that? Like, is there any fears around the birth?
1: The only, the only, um, I don't like to to use the word fear because it wasn't an actual, like, on fear yeah it was just a concern concern, right a concern that I wasn't it it wouldn't be possible for me to have a natural like hands-off kind of birth okay and I really wanted to film it yeah and at that time they wouldn't allow that so that was a big disappointment for me
0: Mm -hmm. For me, too. (laughs) Yeah. Because my brother's birth is filled.
1: Yeah. So, and I had to deliver in Timmins, which is an hour away. So.
0: Side note, if you hear a growling or whatever, it's our dog. Well, my mom's dog, Bella. (laughs) Just sleeping on her right here. Oh, Bella. Um... When you say, like, just to, like, talk more about the natural thing, because it's thrown around a lot, like, natural birth, and everybody has a different definition, right? So for you, natural birth, meaning, like, no drugs, no intervention, like, what was your definition of natural birth?
1: Well, back then, uh, you had to go to your normal visits, right? So they did the ultrasounds at various points throughout my pregnancy, they did give me the injections for whatever it is that they do for pregnant women right. back then. Um, and when I had the ultrasound, they wouldn't give me the picture. What? i they, never they, heard of that. They wouldn't do that back then. And oh. another concern was I wanted to know the sex, and back then... Oftentimes they wouldn't tell you, but I did find out for you. Seriously. Yeah. That's had, so odd. Yeah, they wouldn't tell you the sex of the baby because I don't know. Yeah,
0: what the heck? Whatever is the crazy reason
1: that? at that time. Um, so how did
0: you find out? Like a nurse was just like, you know what, fuck it.
1: No, th- <clears throat> I think in Timmins at that, see, it was it was on and off, like it depended exactly. You know, what time you were there. I guess that that uh, person that day was okay with it, so she told me.
0: Oh. Yeah. All right, well, there's that.
1: Um, what was the question again?
0: Oh, yeah, I forgot to. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just kind of asking your definition of, like, natural birth. When you were thinking of your ideal, like, natural birth, what was your definition? What were you expecting?
1: I was hoping that... I could have, first of all, the doctor that I had been seeing throughout throughout my pregnancy to be there to deliver because he kind of had a good idea of what I was expecting.
0: So you were meant to deliver in Iroquois Falls, which is like our hometown here? No,
1: I was meant to deliver in Timmins because there was no more birthing facility. No,
0: but didn't you say that your doctor had said he would be able to and that's why you went to Iroquois Falls to begin with and then you were sent to Timmins?
1: No. I misunderstood, okay. You did. Um, Do you want me to skip to that part, or do you want me to just keep going with
0: Well, I don't know. Whatever.
1: We'll get to that part. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So your natural...
1: So what I was hoping for was to go to the hospital as late as possible, like just before delivering the baby, and having no interference with machines or just drugs drugs or whatever just letting my body do what it needs to do hopefully have support from the um, the nurse that was there for you know to help me with maybe positioning or whatever I needed at the time right and have the doctor do nothing and just catch the baby when it came out and give me my baby and and have me like pretend they weren't there and just
0: You and me and... Isn't that funny? Because it kind of sounds like your, like, ideal picture was what we call nowadays kind of like an undisturbed birth. In the sense that you kind of take charge of the whole process and people kind of leave you alone unless they're needed. Yes. Yeah.
1: And if it would have been left up to me, I would have just stayed in my house and had my baby right here.
0: Mm. I guess it wasn't really a thing or, like, known of a thing that you can do.
1: Well... You don't know a lot. You don't have a lot of support back then. I mean, even to this day, honestly. I mean, so, I guess there is more resources
0: nowadays. But. So
1: fear fear is a factor because you're left with the, you want to do a natural thing. and But if nobody wants to support you in doing that, what if something is wrong and I don't know and something goes wrong?
0: Yeah, the medical system kind of also would maybe, like... So... Yeah.
1: See, if if I would have had the support of somebody, the doctor, somebody that would have been able to, you know, reassure me that, yeah, everything's going well and it's a totally not normal pregnancy, there's no concerns, I wouldn't have left the house. Hmm. And like Mammy's here and she's freaking out, and Mamea is here and she, or she hears that they're freaking out because I broke my water at three o'clock in the morning, just went right back to bed, and uh, woke up in the morning at I don't know maybe eight o'clock in the morning, and that's where the part about the doctor comes in. My Timmins doctor was working in Iroquois Falls that day was taking patients okay. in Iroquois Falls so I had an appointment that day so I go in at eight o'clock or so in the morning because my water had broke I just want to see what's I didn't have many too much n- no real serious contractions, just a little mild stuff right. So I go in to see him. He says, oh, yeah, you're three centimeters dilated. Like, it's all good. Everything's perfect. Baby's in the right position. And excellent. So go home. And then he tells me on the sideline, if you deliver, I'll, if, if you stay in air Falls and you happen to, you know, I'll deliver the baby right here. One of the nurses overheard him say that and Mm. was not very happy and kind of laid into him and gave him the whole spiel about insurance and they wouldn't Mm. assist and blah, blah, blah. So when I came, when I went back to the hospital at around 1230, uh, he said... You're going to have to drive to Timmins, unfortunately, because the nurses here will not allow me to deliver the baby. So I'll see you in Timmins. So it took me about... Okay, we're
0: skipping along real quick here. Because now we're getting to the birth. I mean, we'll pause for a minute.
1: Okay, pause. Pause for the
0: cause. So the next question was kind of because we were like, <laughs> <laughs> mm, I mean, yeah, we want to skip to the good part already. But like, yeah, yeah that's we're, good. we're making our way there. The suspense, you know, building that up. Um, so what fears did you have around birth? And then you talked about the natural thing. So that's why I went to natural. What fears did you have around like being a mother either for the first time? Um, well, yeah, for me, it was the first time. Is there any... I get, they use fear a lot, but like it could be concerns or what was going through your mind about being a mom for the first time.
1: Not being at, at a conscious place where I could raise a a conscious child was my biggest concern. Isn't I that felt, ironic? I, I mean, felt funny. I had a lot of unresolved things for myself and if my if if I'm not a conscious mom how can I raise a conscious child
0: okay would you like to go in more detail about what
1: conscious to you means like just being self-aware and like self-aware and and connected to spirit like really connected to the point where your um you can Tap into spirit for your all of your answers.
0: Mm. I mean, I think you succeeded.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. For those who are listening, who like, unfortunately, don't
0: know me, if years
1: you... after, I like, I had a lot of work to do on myself. Still, that yeah. I was hoping I would have have had done by the time I had a child.
0: Mm. Yeah. But for those who are listening that don't know if this is like the first like thing that they listen with me on it. I mean, I'm very conscious, like my whole life revolves around spirituality and tapping in with spirit and checking in with myself and my soul. And I mean, it's a super, super important part of my life. And I think growing up, I mean, if, if that, you weren't at the space that you wanted to be growing up, you got there and you also introduced that to me in my life, which led me on the path I am. So absolutely. Very interesting. Cool. Um, how did you prepare for birth? I mean, I think we touched on that a little bit with your educate, educating yourself Yep. Well, well,
1: the the <clears throat> at the time is it was the prenatal vitamins. I was like I didn't I didn't drink, I didn't smoke, I didn't uh I didn't drink coffee. I didn't I I would eat breakfast, lunch and supper. I mean, I had a good healthy lifestyle. Right. And super important, yeah. The the only part that wasn't so healthy was my mental Okay. You know, not being where I wanted to be. Right. But uh, that that's what I did to, to prepare. And, of course, all the natural things you do to prepare when you're going to have a, a child, you know.
0: The house and the The house and, and, and
1: the, the crib and the right. clothes. But, and like,
0: education-wise, you said you read a lot of books. Did you start I going read, to...
1: I read tons of books. Did you start
0: going to, like, like um, workshops and stuff like that? Or I courses? went to a
1: prenatal class. Uh, got all the information
0: that I could. Was this offered
1: by the hospital? It was all offered by the health unit, the Porcupine Health Unit. So I had all of the basic education there. And then from there, I had read and kept reading books about birth and delivery and the, the whole process and the everything they do to you or with you when
0: So in in that being said, we have a pretty good idea already of your feelings and philosophy about birth. But do you want to like talk a little bit more about that? Like, I mean, for you, you want it supernatural. So I would assume that your philosophy was like birth is just natural.
1: For me, it was totally birth is natural. And if you, well, with the, the breathing techniques and the, I felt that it's something I could do on my own as a mom you can and not to interfere with, with your health and bringing you into the world, being conscious, mm-hmm. <laughs> not being drugged and not being, mm. not being, uh,
0: like sedated or out of it,
1: out of it. Yeah. I wanted both of us to be present for right. our birth, <laughs> for your birth.
0: <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. Um, at that time, or during the pregnancy, I guess, what birth stories had you heard of? Like, had you did you know your own birth story? Did you hear a lot of other people telling that you, all your experience, were you exposed to other people who were...
1: I heard, of course, the horror stories, and I heard the some good stories, but, mm-hmm. you know, of course, the, you hear more horror stories than good I stories. I like that you
0: say that, because it's kind of the same thing for me. Yeah. i heard so many birth stories.
1: Y- you choose what you want to hang on to, right? And I chose to hang on to the good stories.
0: Yeah.
1: And, um...
0: Your own birth story? I
1: had... Mammy had told me about, for my... Back in the day when she... Oh, gosh, this is scary. ...would deliver, they used to strap the women to the table, like, and they used to shave them completely, and they would sedate them, and all that stuff, right? But for... Like I was a second child, mm-hmm. so I knew that my brother, she had gone through that for the delivery, and when she had me, she kind of had my the same mentality. She didn't want to go till the last minute because I mm. guess she didn't want to live that again. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so, gosh. she ended up going so last minute that they, she walked through the, the doors, and back then they wouldn't let the men in, in the rooms either.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: So she walked through the doors, they put her on the table, they didn't have time to do anything. No sedation, no shaving, no nothing, and I just came out. So I figured...
0: Interesting.
1: That's the one I'm choosing to have. That's the kind of birth I'm going to have. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: So she she would have a more conscious recollection, because I, I asked her quickly, right, and the two other births from your your older brother and your younger sister doesn't recall much like because of the drugs it's very wow and i mean that's that goes to show like this was what 70 80 years ago like this is not that long ago it's not even been 100 years and they were just doing that so the evolution of birth world it's not you i'm saying mammy
1: (laughs) (laughs) no but mammy when she delivered jill and i
0: oh wait it was jill would be 60 so it was like 50 years ago 60 60 yeah but for you 50 oh
1: no well, yeah, how old am I? I 15. guess
0: I guess we're di- di- divulging your age already. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter, right?
1: I work hard for every one of those, so yeah. I, I'm keeping my age. I love your mentality. Although I can't remember how old I am half the time. I think 58. you're
0: 58. Or did you, just, dad just turned 59, so didn't you just turn 59?
1: No. Was we're 58. a year apart. Well, oh, no. I don't know. Who
0: no, you're <laughs> who <cares? laughs> Okay, who cares? Okay, well, anyways, so about 60 years yeah. ago. So still very fresh, very new. And yeah. I mean, still looking at today's birth world is a little, I don't know, to me, I feel like there's still a lot of work to be done, but still appreciating the fact that we've come a long way to a certain degree. Yeah. So anyways, continuing on here. And support.
1: You, you say that now and it, it it just jogs my memory. Yeah. Because... I ended up having my kids, like, 10 years later than everybody at my age group. Right. If there would have been a friend that, you know, would have been part of the picture, she had her kids already, so it we weren't... I didn't have that group.
0: Mm, of, your usual group now, yeah. like, kind of, the yeah. kids are already grown up, like, they already had their kids. Yeah. Versus you being around... Okay.
1: So that might have been a support that I would have liked to have had, but I... I didn't have, my friends were not at the same place as I was by the time I had my kids.
0: Right, the level, like it, yep. it, there was a disconnect there because of the gap in time. Yep. Yep. Okay. Interesting. Why? Um, you, we already talked about this, what the plans were for your birth, for the birth. Yep. Um,
1: well, Dad and I had talked about how we wanted to raise our kids and you know what our vision was, and your philosophies around yeah. that.
0: Um. Okay. So let's get into the actual like birth story, then the fun part.
1: <laughs> okay, we'll go back to when I was at the hospital. Then. Yeah,
0: you went back at twelve thirty. That's kind so of where we left off.
1: At eight o'clock in the morning, I had gone to see the doctor. Everything was good. I came home. I had my contractions at home every. And I, I documented all of that. Yeah. So you have all of the... I I documented a lot, actually. Yeah, we
0: actually went through, like, boxes yesterday of, like, my birthing um, information and stuff like that, and, like, calendar, a birth calendar, like, a diary, um, literally labeled every contraction at what time and stuff like that. So, so much information to go through even after yeah. this interview, yeah.
1: Yeah. And then uh, everything was going well. I was having contractions, it was nothing, it very, could cope with it very well, by 12 noon, everybody around me was panicking, my mom and my mother-in-law and everybody, get to the hospital and get to the hospital, and I was like, (laughs) meh, meh, I want to get there as late as possible, so I have no interference from the medical. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So... At 12 o'clock, I got convinced, okay, you know, that fear factor of what if Mm -hmm. there's something wrong and you're not in tuned enough with your body to know and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, but by that time, I still thought that I could deliver in town, right? Right. From what he had told me in the morning. So I figured I'll go to the hospital and if I'm just about ready he'll say, okay, come back in, you know, an hour and we're good. So, but that's not what happened. That's when he told me, you have to go to Timmins.
0: And Timmins is an hour away for those who are not aware.
1: Yeah. So it took me, oh, 15 minutes to get from the doctor's office, which is maybe, I don't know hundred meters from the door of the hospital, I would have contractions every, like, minute. Oh, gosh. Two minutes, whatever. So I'd have to stop, uh, have a contraction, (laughs) and then try to get to the door to get to the car to get to Timmins. Oh, my gosh. So my hard labor was done. Your active labor, yeah. Active labor in the car on the way to Timmins. But it was perfect because I was... In the car seat, which was very comfortable, I right. was seated, and I had the hand,
0: the handle of the
1: of the, the door, and okay. the and the council, and I could push with my feet, so um, it was a very dash. comfortable position to go through hard labor, huh. and I would just push and do my hard labor part, and then and focus and breathe yeah, and yeah. would go through that. It was it was intense, but I mean. That's labor. It yeah. was labor. So by the time we got to Timmins, uh, did the check-in thing, because we had already done the, pre, the pre-check-in. the Right. Like the week before, whatever it is. And I was five days late for you. You were... Uh,
0: the 14th of July was when I was... Yeah,
1: I think it was the 14th, My, due date. my due, your due date. And I, uh, you came on the nineteenth. Mm-hmm. So and I had no problems with that. And I had no intentions of doing anything about it. Yeah, yeah. You were gonna come when you were ready to come. Yeah. So, oh, and I had no major discomfort with sleeping or, you know, going to the bathroom all the time and really? nothing, nothing major.
0: Okay, just normal just stuff. N- normal. Yeah. Just,
1: that's pregnancy, it yeah. happens. But right? again,
0: I feel like your mindset had a huge thing to that because some some women, it's normal, and they're like, ah, oh, my God, so, like, Well, you know?
1: actually, for, for going to the bathroom, I was the type, we had the bedroom upstairs. Yeah. So Dad ended up having to make a bathroom upstairs for me because I'd have to go to the bathroom two or three times every night before I was pregnant.
0: Okay. And one
1: time I fell down the stairs, so he ended up putting the bathroom upstairs. But that this, was before you were pregnant? Yes, yeah. way before. Okay. All this to say, I, th- I always thought, oh my God, what am I going to do when I'm pregnant? They say that you have to go to the bathroom a lot more. I'm already going to the bathroom two three, or three, three times th- a night. Right. After I got pregnant, stopped, I didn't have to go to the bathroom anymore huh.
0: during the night. There you go. Wow.
1: I think the way you were sitting there, you were plugging that... <laughs> Well, what else could it be? I don't I'm know. I'm going to
0: give you a hand, a hand, you know, helping you out.
1: Yeah, so I didn't have to go to the bathroom at night.
0: Okay, that's good. Two Let or three times a
1: night. So, I'm heading to Timmins, I get to Timmins, I get into the hospital. Uh, there's only the one nurse there. She brings me to this room, and she tells me that she has to do an internal check. Uh, and I really don't want an internal check.
0: Did you try to refuse it?
1: Yes. And then she says, well, you, you don't really have any choice because we really need to know what's going on so I can tell the doctor where you're at and, you know.
0: Well, come on. That's not true, and it's you do have a choice.
1: Well, back then, that's how it was. Yeah. So I kind of caved in, and she checked, and I am telling you it was the worst thing. It was the worst pain ever. Ever oh my that was so painful. And after that, my contractions were. I wonder really, what she really
0: did though. Really,
1: really, really intense. Because
0: it shouldn't be that. P- Maybe
1: it just made it progress.
0: Like, did she if she pushed on your membrane or something? You never I don't know, know what she did.
1: I don't know what she did. But it's
0: funny because you're not the first person I hear that with an exam like that. It's
1: not pleasant at all. Oh, it was so painful. I don't know. And then. She tells me that I am, or did she even tell me? I think she she told me I was 8 centimeters, I think. Okay. And then she just left me in the room. The lights were low. And I...
0: You were in there with Dad? Just you and Dad?
1: I had maybe one or two more contractions. Yes, just Dad and I. And uh, she came back. She checked me again, because I think Luke was telling her that he thought I was ready to push. Okay, okay. So she checks me, and she says, so I'm asking her, can I push? And she Mm. says, it's okay, Louise, it's okay. (laughs) What? So I ask her again, well, can I push? It's okay, Louise, it's okay. So what the hell does that mean, it's okay? Can I push or can I not push?
0: Does that mean it's okay okay to push? You can calm down. You don't need to have to
1: push. Yeah. I didn't (gasps) understand what she was saying. And I was a little bit like.
0: Well, yeah, you're in a different state of consciousness.
1: Well, can I push? She never answered me. So I started pushing.
0: That's insane.
1: So I don't know if that's the cause of my really bad swelling afterwards or if I wasn't ready to push or if it's when she checked
0: me. Yeah. That
1: she did something. I don't know. Right. I can just suppose because who knows. So she wheels me into, or she, I have to walk to the, to the other room to so deliver odd. the baby.
0: There's one room for the labor and then another. As if you, like, way to disturb the
1: birth okay, process. So, so now I'm in the other room and the doctor comes and I'm pushing and pushing and, and he wants to cut and adamant no and the other thing is my doctor the doctor that I have been seeing throughout this pregnancy that I like and he knows everything that I want with this pregnancy and he's okay with and he's very cool and calm and Mm -hmm. the kind of guy that I would want at my birth birth is not there he's in Iroquois Falls
0: so he didn't make it
1: he didn't make it
0: oh gosh Okay, so if if he wanted to cut you, were you at the point of crowning? Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. So I was like coming out. Oh yeah. Okay.
1: So he, I don't know this guy. He doesn't know what I want. Mm-hmm. He, and I of course I've been, grilling, everything I want into Dad's head because he's going to be my support, right? Right. <clears throat> so one of the things that I told him was as less interference as possible, right? I don't want I won't just want to be left alone unless I need something.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't want to be cut. Mhm. An episiotomy in other words. Yep. I don't want him to pull on the cord to to rush the delivery of the placenta. Yep. I want my baby on my breast the minute you are born. Right. Anyway, all that yeah, good stuff.
0: good examples, yep.
1: So I'm pushing, I'm pushing. You're not coming. And now he tells me he wants to cut, and I'm saying no. So he respects that for about, I don't know, 5, 10, 15 minutes. And then after 15 minutes, he tells me, well, if I don't cut you, you're going to tear. It's up to you.
0: Well, cutting is tearing.
1: Do you want me to cut, or are you gonna tear?
0: What a So freaking... it's
1: kind of like a fear. Yeah, but tactic. it's
0: also what what do they call that when it's a an ultimatum, like
1: yeah, you know, it, that's what it was. And
0: either or is not any better.
1: Yeah, so I caved in again. Well, oh so yeah, he you're cut. under that
0: pressure. Yeah, yeah.
1: So he cut, and you came right out. As soon as he cut, you were out.
0: Like who knows if you would have if the same thing would have happened if he wouldn't have cut.
1: Well, Seems because like I helped. was so swollen afterwards, mm. I think something had happened there. Either I pushed before I was ready, or when she checked, yeah, something happened there. Okay. So, so you're out. You're on me. I start to breastfeed right away. You latch on right away. No issue. Like a there. big pro. No Did I like
0: cry? I always wonder about that. Like what, what was the like, you know, some, some people, some babies don't even cry, but sometimes it takes
1: a minute. I don't even remember you crying.
0: Really? I'm not the crying type of person, so I mean, no, <laughs> I'm joking, I, I am don't, emotional. You'd have to
1: ask dad, maybe yeah. he remembers, but I don't remember you crying. And yeah. see, it's a little bit blurry there because... After you're born, you might have been taken away by the nurse and and wiped down and all that stuff. Because right after you're born, he starts pulling on the cord. The placenta? (laughs) They're so quick to it. Oh, my God. And because I told dad, well, him and the doctor are at it. He tells the doctor, what are you doing? you're not supposed to do that don't do that <laughs> and the doctor is totally insulted of course what do you mean what are you talking about are you saying that i don't
0: know what i know I'm what doing? i'm
1: doing and anyway these two ding-dongs are having an argument
0: well you're just you're trying to be in your face and i'm the trying
1: to be in my face so i'm not quite sure of okay, the events yeah. right right after
0: but because you started breastfeeding right away, your placenta might have already, like, that con- helps the breastfeeding, well, see, helps I'd, the contraction. I'm not sure,
1: right? She, oh. she might have taken you and t- to get cleaned and everything while I was... And weighing, and, yeah. I was being the mediator of these two, telling Luke, it's okay, Luke, or telling the doctor, well, you, you see, you weren't my doctor and you don't know, so my husband's just trying to, you know go in accordance to what I told
0: oh gosh
1: this is this is what's happening at that point anyway so then he starts he did pull it out
0: so you didn't deliver your placenta he pulled it out
1: well he he didn't pull like yank it out he no, just no, kind of pre- put pressure
0: yeah to to, to have make deliver. the
1: placenta deliver quicker and then he started stitching me and it, that's when i remember you being on my breast so it might have been you you,
0: you, the timeline's a little blurred yeah yeah
1: i think now that i think back on it i think she had the nurse had gone and wiped you down and did whatever they do
0: weigh you and put eye drops in in your eyes for infection and
1: and then you were on my you were on me and the doctor was stitching me up okay then he finished stitching me up and Mammy, Mammy and Pappy came in.
0: Okay. Do you remember how many stitches? I mean, I wouldn't uh, be surprised if you don't there. It's not really a thing that... Just because I'm wondering how bad it's six it or, or
1: ten, it was a few. Oh, wow. Okay. I think it was six. Okay. And, uh, yeah, that was the... The birth And then month. after that, they were not allowed. They were not... You did not leave my side until, I think there was one doctor. No, I think I went with him because I didn't let you leave my side. You were in my room, and I was the one that was taking care of you.
0: Yeah. So what was the normal? Would they take the babies away into a nursery? Yeah. I find that so bizarre.
1: And even at a point during the night, I couldn't sleep. Okay. And I was uncomfortable in the bed. So I grabbed you and I went into the lounge and I lay down on the couch and we slept on the couch for a while.
0: So overall, that being said, like what um, were you like ultimately satisfied with the birthing experience? I'm from some things I hear it's like you would have wanted things to go a little different. But
1: well, overall, it was as close as I could have. Yeah. You know, it was pretty close to what I wanted at that time, even though I had to go in a hospital setting. Right. The, the, the thing, the biggest thing was the fact that my doctor wasn't there, yeah. and that incurred some
0: interventions, n-
1: interventions, and negative, a little Feelings, bit of negative yeah. that. But it, I mean, if that's all the negative there is, it's not that big of a deal, right? I yeah. Mean, he pulled on the cord and.
0: Yeah.
1: That sounds like a pretty. She kind of checked me and.
0: Good experience overall. Maybe
1: pushed at the wrong time. I don't know. Yeah. But the whole thing about my thinking that is because afterwards, every time a nurse would come in, because they have to check you, right? Mm -hmm. I guess to make sure you're not hemorrhaging, I don't know. But every time a nurse would come in, they'd have this gasp Oh my God. You're so swollen. What happened? And I had.
0: I mean, it's your first. Baby. I didn't
1: know. I, I, I'm swollen. Well, I don't know. I'll take your word for it because I don't know. So they got me that pad where they put the water in the a pad and they put it in the freezer and put it on and it kind of yeah. soothed. Yeah. So that was, uh, and the next day.
0: Yeah, it kind of leads into my next question because now I'm just like curious about the postpartum period. So the swelling was a big thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, for. A good while after, it felt like when I'd walk, it felt like my insides would fall, were going to fall out. Mm. Like my uterus going oh to come right out between my legs. <laughs> yeah. So I did that uh, frozen pad for two or three days, even when I came home. Mm. And then I had a sits bath that I would, uh, I would, Use the sits bath. Uh, what is a sits bath? It's a like a bowl where okay. you have like a. It's a bag of saline water or some kind of water that you put in there, and it drips and it cleans you. Like it, uh, you okay. sit in that little bowl of water, and it kind of just soothes you with yeah. the water. So you put that on the the toilet. Okay. And you sit on the.
0: Okay.
1: The sits bath, and you just. Yeah, I guess it's to keep it from infecting or just...
0: I wonder if you were more sore because of the swelling or if you felt like it was the stitching, like the...
1: No, it wasn't the the stitching. The tear I didn't even feel. Even when he cut me, I didn't feel, and I had absolutely no medication whatsoever. Right, it was all natural. one... right. Thing of medication it was completely natural
0: so how long after did you return
1: home from the hospital I think it was either the next morning if it wasn't the next morning we'd have to check what day you were born because if it wasn't on the weekend there's no doctor to discharge the patient so it might have been two days later but back then they'd send you home a day after
0: okay okay
1: And you were not a boy, so there was no thing about uh, keeping you there to circumcise or anything. Okay, yeah. Um. There was one point in the, the delivery part when I got to the hospital, and after she checked me where the contractions were so terribly... I would focus on the wall, and do my breathing and normally i could control the pain tolerance level right but after that it was like almost i called it crawling up the wall contractions
0: oh because
1: i was ready to crawl up the walls like oh my god
0: but i wonder yeah it's very interesting cuz it's hard to tell if she would have not done the exam if it would have went differently because then you're you're at that point of transition where it's you're my head is coming out the cervix, right? So, um, yeah, I wonder have, if it might have, have happened been just, anyway. Yeah, the transition it just maybe flavor.
1: made it less natural or less of a progression, mm-hmm. and it kind of catapulted. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so you talked about nursing already that I latched on really easily and stuff. So how how long did you nurse me for in total? Do you remember like how on many the months? Table?
1: Oh, months. Nine months. Okay. Exactly. Nine months. Nine
0: months. months. Yeah. Okay. No, I was just wondering because, like, you were able to breastfeed quickly. like did And you... that was
1: the best thing ever. I mean, it's no hassle, right? Yeah. Uh, I left the hospital. I was in Timmins two or three days later shopping with dad. Really? Yeah. And you were, I mean, I didn't have to bring bottles. I didn't have to do anything, right? You yeah. just put you on my breast and go. And you were content, and so it was perfect.
0: So, like, no, did you do, like, an uh, education on, like, how to breastfeed, or did it just kind of happen naturally?
1: When I had my prenatal course, they gave, they gave you um, oh. information. You yes, they gave you pretty good information, and the girl that gave the course was uh, an advocate for breastfeeding. Okay. So she, she, she gave us a pretty, pretty good information.
0: That's awesome. So, nine months of breastfeeding. Cool. Uh, so, did you feel supported after having the baby? So, having me in terms of, I mean, I'm sure dad, I would hope dad was supportive, but like in terms of everybody else around you?
1: No, actually, um, it was perfect. Dad and I went to the lake mm, and we yeah, were at summer. the cottage and we. it was just him and I alone because Mammy and Papi left. For Ottawa to go take care of Jill's daughters, mm. so they weren't around.
0: Okay, so it was a lot of bonding time. It was for just the, you the and new I fans.
1: and Dad. That's it.
0: Um. So yeah, I I guess it's just in terms of like if people were making food for you or nothing, like, checking nothing. in and
1: Dad was the the main support. Okay, he was making the food and yeah yeah.
0: So recovering postpartum wise, if you were out shopping two three days later, like three days later. I mean, you were pretty... It wasn't like a life-altering thing. Well, maybe I'm lying.
1: Like, maybe I don't remember. Maybe it was a week later. I mean, later. it was
0: two days after that you went home, so I doubt that you would have went right back after.
1: You know. I remember being in the mall and breastfeeding you, and somebody asked how old you were, and I, you were just days old. Like, mm, you weren't...
0: Maybe not even a week.
1: So, might have been... Might not have been three days maybe it was three days after I left the hospital so right. maybe a week
0: okay okay so your postpartum was pretty a pretty good experience
1: the only thing was I wasn't walking around a lot because I you felt were, like my insides had yeah. fallen out
0: <laughs> so you're like just so I might have gone to the mall sitting. just to
1: get some diapers and or maybe I don't know something that we had forgot right but uh, that was it like
0: Um, So what feelings you had around breastfeeding we kind of talked about already like for you it was super convenient you love the experience in terms of bonding like for me
1: the whole thing was like a knowing an internal knowing and I just felt like it was not everything was natural so if it would have gone any other way then I would have been surprised. Right. See I didn't I wasn't oh, surprised cool. that it was going the way it was supposed to go. I expected it to go that way. Mm. If I would have had a hard time with breastfeeding or if I would have had a hard time with delivering or then I would have been surprised.
0: Okay. Cool. Um what was your favorite part out of the whole entire experience, pregnancy, everything, delivery, all that. stuff. What was the favorite part of the the experience?
1: I like being pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't feel like I'm the kind of person that was always dressed for my career- like for being a hairdresser I was always dressed like to
0: to the nines <laughs>
1: to the nines but i mean to for people to to feel like like I was a professional and being a hairdresser not just a like a suit kind of professional it's like you're kind of an artist kind yeah. of so you dress and so I'd I'd still dress the same way I ever did, did You still wear your heels I'd still wear <laughs> my heels I'd still and um, my
0: mama was hot
1: <laughs> and of course I delivered you in the summer so
0: dresses and
1: I was always well dressed and I always felt sexy still and
0: mm.
1: I didn't feel like oh my god I'm pregnant and, and I'm fat so big, and yeah. i no, I always felt good and
0: that's awesome.
1: But a part that I missed is the few days before I delivered you. We were at the lake and I don't know if it was a day or two, but I still like walked around the lake. We I went uh, in the pedal boat crossed the lake and back. I'd be swimming swimming uh, out to the dock at Mimi's and back and
0: So you were active too very active. Which is good.
1: Yeah. Cool. I went biking around the lake, like so I don't wow. know if I was nesting or you know what they call yeah, like Yeah. You, you, you
0: the last few days or the last week yeah. before you're like getting things ready and going and Yeah.
1: I don't know, but I was not, not active.
0: Yeah. And what was the most challenging part of the experience? What'd you say? I like that was a harder one
1: uh probably that that doctor going to the hospital that was right. And
0: knowing that you didn't have your own
1: yeah that yeah. was probably I I kind of felt like shucks that I couldn't stay here right in town and and you know if my doctor was just across town I mean if mm-hmm. something went wrong
0: you were right there yeah yeah all right, so um, another thing I don't think that we mentioned was that at 12.30, your doctor informed you that you couldn't deliver here. And then 15 minutes to get to the car with the contractions, and then you drove to Timmins. So by the time you got to Timmins, it was like almost 1.30, 2 o'clock, and I was delivered at 3.15. No, 3.34. Oh. <laughs> okay. I remember my birthday because, okay. you know, astrology, 3:34. <laughs> birth charts and stuff. Yeah, 3.34 p.m. So, like, it was really quick. That's why you had most of your your labor in, in the, the car, car. for yeah. sure. Yeah. So, that's pretty much all of the questioning. I think we covered a lot of great things. Thank you for doing this with me. Do you have, like, anything extra to add about the experience? Anything that you think is relevant for people to know or,
1: I don't know, just me to know? <laughs> to trust in... In the birthing experience, as a mother, our bodies were, ma- were made for this. Mm, yeah. So don't expect that things will go wrong. Expect that things will happen the way they're supposed to happen. And just have, if, if at all possible, just have somebody there to, just in case, uh, just to reassure you. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: other than that, just go ahead and do it natural yeah it's really n- not um a nightmare it's really a very blessed thing for a lack of yeah. a better word it's really um
0: blissful experience maybe a good
1: yeah it is a good experience a strengthening experience uh back to your woman power
0: Hmm. kind of
1: experience it's like you can do this
0: would you say that just another question that just came to mind like would you say that the birth um gave you that extra boost of like preparation and confidence that like yeah you can do this mothering thing just because it is such a like in a sense an intense experience
1: i think i had that instinct in the first place but it was just an added yeah
0: that's awesome I think that's great wisdom and I I agree and I I was always inspired myself from just knowing sort of now we went into much more details which was nice but knowing that you had delivered me naturally and everything it was just kind of always something that I knew I would one day do is deliver or you know one day I'll deliver naturally myself is what I I would like to do so very cool trust your body um be be in tune with your intuition. I think that that you followed that really well throughout yep. the whole process and yep.
1: super important. So, yep. Well, for the breastfeeding part, I had good support or good information given to me by the the nurse that was giving the course. Yeah. So that was excellent, and she, she would have if I I had any concerns. I'm sure I could have called her. Living in a small town, right? I could have called her and she would have helped me out, but I never really did have any concerns. Never, any everything issues. was fine.
0: Awesome.
1: Yeah, and Dad was very supportive. He he took the three months off of work hmm. that was allowed at that time, with a cut in pay, of course. But for us, it was worth it. And he just kind of let me do my thing, and then when I then he would take over. When I need it. and even at night, breastfeeding.
0: Oh, yeah, I want to ask about that. I would lay in bed
1: like I was sleeping, and he wouldn't want to wake me up, so I'd, I'd be on my side. He'd just put me on my boob and put me, uh, put put, put, put <laughs> you on my boob, yes. and you would feed, and I would stay sleeping. And then, when
0: you're done, the when I was done the feed, dad would bring me back to my little.
1: He was in the bed with you and me.
0: Okay, so oh, that's another cool thing to add. Um, co-sleeping co- is what they call it. So like...
1: Well, you didn't sleep in our bed, but okay. you slept right beside our bed.
0: Did I have like a little bassinet? Like yeah. a little crib? So thing? he'd
1: take you, put put you on my breast mm-hmm. and feed you. And then once you were done, he would burp you mm. and then put you back
0: to bed. So you got your whole night's rest. That's nice.
1: Yeah. So even if you're breastfeeding, if women think that because they're breastfeeding...
0: They have to be the ones to wake up.
1: It's not necessarily mm-hmm. true.
0: That's a very, very good tip, actually. Yeah. And it, it also reinforces that breastfeeding is convenient. Instead of having to wake up, go upstairs, or go wherever in the kitchen, warm up the bottle, all of this stuff, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you for doing this. And I hope that, you know, some people got something out of this. And My pleasure. Yeah. So that's it for us today. Uh, just quickly, for my own records, we're December 27th. 2020, right after Christmas, and it's 2 30 p.m. All right, until next time. (laughs) (laughs) This episode is courtesy of the Indie Birth Association. You can find more of their free resources as well as paid courses at indiebirth.org. Thank you so much to Marion and Margot for the amazing work that you do for the birthing community. And more specifically, regarding radical birth love. Thank you for listening.